Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcasting series, Care to Listen. In this, our fifth series, we will be exploring diversity, inclusion and identity. So the Youth Council of 2021 spoke to us quite clearly about wanting to explore and celebrate diversity within the Five Rivers Childcare family and within our own communities. We had a fantastic residential in Huddersfield with a group of young people working alongside an organisation called Diversity Marketplace. This podcast shares with you some of the things that we learned during the residential. It also outlines some of the actions that the organisation will take to make sure that everybody has enough equity to take part and influence the design and the delivery of the Five Rivers Childcare Service. Um, oh, hi, Hannah. Would you like to just um, introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Yes, so I'm Hannah Olariwaji. I'm a diversity and inclusion consultant. Yes, uh, I came here to the residential as a facilitator, as a trainer on diversity, inclusion and identity. And my aim of coming through was to speak with the young people, speak with the young teenagers about what they thought their identity was, what their definitions of diversity and inclusion was at, you know, at their current level and establish a conversation in how we can, one, um, get to know these terms, get to know these definitions, but how to use them as well and not just have them as empty figures and empty words. So in doing that, it's kind of like enlightening them to their own diversity, which I did feel they had an, like a very intimate relation with these words, like a very intimate attachment to these words, even at such a young age, which just shows how intelligent they are and how bright they are, which is great. Um, but it also showed that, you know, they were very interested in learning more and that was good for me as a facilitator, as a trainer, because, you know, it shows that I'm doing I'm do, doing something appropriate, doing something worthwhile. So I think over for the session that I led, we, I led an all-day session, and we, you know, we, we spoke a lot, we did some tasks, we played some games, we did some activities, and through all of those, I think what shined out the most is just how engaged they were with the session. They were really hungry for it, weren't they? And they were really interested in not only their own identity, but really curious and interested about everybody else's. So yeah, think- yeah, yeah. And they weren't afraid to ask questions, which, you know, uh, if we look through the different generations, there has been that kind of stalling in asking the question for a very long time. But they were very much like, you know, do you identify as gay, bisexual or straight? Do you identify as black or brown or white? Like, you know, what race are you, what ethnicity, what religion are you? And it was like very easy for them to, to ask these questions. And that's a very good thing. Because, yeah. Do you want to just tell me how old you are? I'm 10 years old. And tell me where you've been over the last couple of days. I've been <laughs> on a residential in Yorkshire. Yeah. And we've been learning about diversity. Wow, and what, what's been the most interesting thing that you've learned? Uh, just learning about what, all, what the words mean. Yeah. Like, for example? Like, for example, equality, equity. Equity, that's Equity. Right. 
I find it really interesting listening to other people's stories of their identity. Uh, my mum's from Bangladesh and my dad's from Kurdistan. And how old are you? Nine. And what have you learned about this residential, on this residential? Um, that everyone's equal and um, it doesn't matter about who you are or where you're from or what skin colour you have. Um, it's because everyone's the same. Brilliant. And you think everyone should be given a fair chance to take part? Yeah. Um, and what have you enjoyed most about the weekend? Um, just that I've made some new friends and I've learned some new stuff. What new stuff have you learned? Um, about different people and um, where they're from and their personal, uh, some of their personal um, things that, and some of them are the same as me. And some of them are really different. Yeah. Yeah. I came from Romania. Ah. And um, I have eight siblings. No, I have eight sisters and three brothers. Um, I'm in care and yeah. What have you enjoyed most about coming on the residential? Uh, that we got to know who, like, people are and that we, we support them and that we're all the same and, yeah, and I met, I met two girls, they're now my best friends. It's actually been fun. Um, what was it most interesting to hear? Is it interesting to hear that the people are able to talk about? Were you kind of surprised about some things people said? Yeah, that they lesbian, gay, and that. But I support them. Yeah. Yeah. And did that make you be a bit more comfortable about yeah. about who you yeah, are? Definitely. Um, you had quite a lot, to, quite a lot of interesting things to say during the residential. What What have you learned the most? Um, that um, anyone could have, could have a disability because it can be on the inside too. Well, I enjoyed getting to know more people. Yeah. And learning about like race and um, sexualities. So being able to talk about LGBT issues with other people, has that helped you? It's really helped me. Because like people, like a couple of like before we went into six weeks holidays, um, they was being mean to me because I'm bi and stuff. And how did that make you feel? Angry. Yeah. And has so coming here, there's been a few people from the LGBT community. So how's that made you feel? Good. Because like I know that I'm not alone and stuff. I'm a British Bangladeshi. My parents are from Bangladesh. Um, I've, this last couple of days has been really good. It's been an eye opener. I've learnt a lot of few things. Um, for me, the one of the highlights of this um, couple of days was the privilege walk, um, which was like a bit of like a race um, to see who has more privilege privilege than others. And I was pretty much at the back. I didn't move forward at all. Um, and for me, that was 
um, a bit of an eye opener, a bit of a shocker because um, looking at it visually, I was surprised to see myself at the back and not move at all. Um, and up until you see it visually, um, I think anyone would be surprised in my position because you don't realize that other people have a lot of other privileges than, than yourself. For example, um, your mother tongue not being English, um, not feeling safe or not being um, comfortably dressing in the way you want to dress. Um, like that whole has an impact on on your day-to-day -day life really, but because we don't, because I think we're so used to being the way we are and it's like part of, it's like the normal society that we don't really see it as a, others having a privilege. Um, but to see it in like, Visually, I was really surprised and shocked to think, wow, um, other people do have more privileges than myself. Um, and it was young white boys at the front. Yeah. How did that make you feel? I was, um, it didn't, it was, didn't feel good because I just thought, you know, I've just, for me personally, I've just as worked hard as as he has, so I should be up there as well. Um, so that was a bit, it was a nice feeling because, um, you know, we all work hard in different ways, but because of our race, culture, it's like, that's holding us back. And it's not really fair that. I was in the middle. You were in the middle? Yeah. Were you expecting to be further up or further back? I didn't even have a clue. Yeah. How did you feel when you saw all the white boys at the front? Um, were you surprised? Yeah, I was actually, yeah. But you were in the middle? Yeah, I was in the middle. Yeah. So, you know, you'll have to fight a bit harder, won't you? Yeah. Yeah, and, um, I I didn't really expect to be at the front of of everybody, um, just due to like my upbringing. And I, my mum and dad didn't have much money when I was growing up, uh, so I just didn't think I was I, I'd been given that much privilege. And then just yeah, yeah, I was quite really shocked. And how did it feel for you being at the front? I was I was really surprised, especially when I turned around and like seeing everyone else, because I weren't really. I was just focused on going forward. Yeah. Did it make you feel a bit guilty or? It did, yeah, it did make me feel guilty. It's dreadful when you look yeah, back yeah. and some of your some of your colleagues and some of the young people with coloured skin and yeah. different religions and different languages. I think that's what I was most surprised about was like when I turned around, um people with like different coloured skin were met like more at the back, which is really sad. Yeah. And it's surprising. Um, and what will you do moving forward? Will you, what will you take back into work, what you've learned? Um, I, I think that everyone needs to have an equal opportunity and workplace doesn't need to be more diverse. Mm -hmm. Set up listening groups, yeah. Brilliant. That'd be really good. You know, I asked for people's feedbacks. How did you feel? You know, how did that make you think? And I think most of them were saying, you know, I never really appreciated where I was before. Like one of the statements was about safety around, do you think you can go out and be safe to be your authentic self? And a couple of people stood still, a couple of people stood back, stood backwards. And I think for others, they were like, I have that privilege to know that I can step out into this world and be safe to be who I am. And to see that some of us don't, some of the people that I know that I'm friends with don't feel the same way, very enlightening. Do you know what I mean? And that's what you, that's what that's when you realise your privilege. And and you and you realise your disadvantage. Some people didn't realise just how disadvantaged they yes. were. 
Yes, on the fl- yes on the other side, they didn't see it. They just thought maybe they thought that was normal life, and then to see that somebody else never had to deal with that problem before is enlightening to them as well. So yeah, you're right. Um, I feel like sometimes our words don't get taken properly because they think that we don't know what we're talking about, but we're actually more like educated nowadays. So I think young people's word is actually a important part as well. I feel like people don't really take me seriously because I'm younger than them. Sometimes at school that uh, some of the boys in my class that they might say like stuff to my friends and then like I'm like I'm with them and then we were just playing and then like I say, like that wasn't very nice, or or something like that. Do you, have you ever felt discrimination uh, about where you've come from? Have you ever felt any discrimination from anybody? No, 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 never. No. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think is there a pressure to be a certain way in school, a certain type of girl, to dress a certain way, or? No. They no. should be who they want to be. Good. And you feel confident that you can be who you want to be? Yeah, yeah. Would you like to explain to the listeners the difference between equality, diversity, inclusion and equity? Yes, yes, yeah. So diversity is our difference. And inclusion is, especially in relation to diversity, is including that difference in everything that we do. So not setting that standard or completely eradicating the standard at all and saying that we only have difference because that's who we are. Before diversity was almost like on the bylines, like, you know, this is the normals and then these are the diverse ones. But once we start to, you know, as we've progressed in the world, I believe we need to see all of us as diverse and all of us as different because we all contribute differently to the workplace, to the world, to whatever we are applying ourselves to. So that's diversity and inclusion. And then when we come to equality and equity, for so for a very long time, we've tried to push equality in organisations and schools and, you know, everything that we do in society. And that is essentially giving people the same treatment, which is good because we need to be able to see each and every one of us as equal beings. But once you realise that people are suffering or not suffering, really, but going through things or dealing with things that other people are not dealing with, with which makes their life a little bit more harder or more challenging you then realize that we need to give those individuals more support than we give other people um so that they can also have the same chances in life and then also still be equal and there's that illustration of like a fence and three individuals you know trying to look over the fence and you have like a you know an able-bodied man standing there being able to look over the fence and then you see a shorter young woman who is, you know, she has to be on her tiptoes to look over the fence. And then you've got uh, her, an individual in a wheelchair not being able to look over the fence at all. And then you see that, you know, each one of them, as an equal standing, is not having the same experience, not having the same quality of life. Then equity will go in there and provide the young woman with a step stool and then provide the wheelchair user with a ramp so that they can also have the same experience. And that's what equity is. That's making the change appropriate for the individual so that they can have the same experience. Yeah, yeah so a lot of our work with the participation is making sure that we we stretch out our hand to make yeah. sure that giving someone the hand up that they need or the platform that they need in order to make their, their voice heard. 
So listening groups is almost like a social focus group where there will be a host or a chair that will lead the conversation on and be able to engage the youth that are there to discuss issues and topics that um, pertain to them. So for instance, if you needed to have a listening group surrounding around sexual orientation and the identity around that, you'd be able to um, get those individuals that are ready and prepared to talk about their sexuality so that others will be able to talk about it as well. And in doing so, you you create that chain of like listening because there's one person sharing their stories after another to find that common ground, to find that similarity. And hopefully there'll be allies in that room as well that'll be able to learn from those young people about what they, you know, what they need now as, as they've come out or as they're starting to understand their identity and what they need to move forward. So yeah, that's it. I'm really looking forward to setting up these listening groups within the organisation and giving those people who might be easily ignored an opportunity to have their voices heard and maybe to share some of their ideas with the board of directors so that they can actually have an equal say in influencing how the organisation yes. is run. Yeah, because That's in great. doing that, you kind of break down those walls about, you know, who can have a voice and who can't. And by giving everybody a voice, you make, you know, you just make change and you just make it a lot better for everybody involved. Um, so if we set up some listening groups, that might be, you could join a listening group about ethnicity, about talking to other people who come from different places or whose parents or grandparents came from different places or issues about being a young woman. Would you be interested in joining any of those listening groups? Yeah, yeah. Online listening groups? Yeah, definitely. Which one do you think you might be interested in joining? The young people. Sorry, so I'd turn that one. Um, why do you think it's useful to get people together to talk about these issues? Because it can help people to like come out more and so they can feel comfortable and supported. And do you feel safer if you're surrounded by people who are a bit more like you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd feel safer because they can like, um, they have like the same problems as me so we could like, you know, talk about it together and things. So is it interesting to meet to be able to meet up with other young people who have got care experience as well? Yeah, because um, usually like when I'm at school, it like rules me out and excludes me. But here I feel included and things like that. And did you get an opportunity to talk to other people? Yeah. About care experience? Yeah. yeah. Good. Will you come on another weekend? Definitely. I really hope you do. <laughs> What's the thing that you've enjoyed learning the most? Like learning to accept people for who they are and like learning for the world to change and accept LGBTQ community like different races and stuff it's like kind of our job like because we just accept everyone for who they are but like some of the older generation might not so it's like our job to make them really understand meeting other kids like my age and stuff and then making friends and then also learning like new stuff about the world. I've made new friends and they're really nice. Yeah, I like the same again. But like, it's like we've learned about people's differences and it's made us feel more comfortable to talk about like mine. And then like, like I'm not going to be judged because everyone's got different problems. So it's give you more confidence to speak out and be proud of your identity. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and what will you take back home and back to school? What have you learned? That um, everyone's 
different in their own way and that's okay and you just gotta accept it because not everyone's gonna be the same because the world would be actually kind of boring if everyone was so uh, i've enjoyed making friends with other with the other children and uh playing and uh yeah and do you think you'll be more confident now to deal with discrimination at school? I think so. Yeah. So I think you really know quite a lot about diversity now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And would you like to come back on another participation residential? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to judge a book by the cover. Want to talk a bit more about that? Because I, because uh, like I'm dyslexic, and people say you're perfectly fine and stuff, and they, and they've never even met me, and, and they don't know that I've got a hidden disability. They're horrible towards me, so I just don't want to do that to someone else. Brilliant. I'm coming back from the presentation with um, more awareness and more information. Brilliant. Yes, yeah, so just being around young people anyway, the things they say, how their mind works, is just insightful to be around them. They just have that energy, they have that creativity, they have that youthful kind of just joy that is just great to just learn from. And I think just from hearing what they had to say, it was it was the confidence really for me. It was the the awareness and how engaged they were again with the session and just how eager they were to learn and apply the information I was telling them to their actual lives. I think it was very easy for them to see how this could be applicable to real life. I mean, I'm talking to young people that have, you know, been integrated with different ethnicities and they've grown up with the knowledge of difference a lot more. And so they, they, you know, they're ready to like step into the world and be change agents. And that's what I saw. That's what I could see. So I think that was the best part of the experience and just you know socializing with them talking with them hearing what they have to say about themselves and their future who they want to be when they grow up all that you know great stuff and so it's great to be around that energy did you get to talk about any issues around care with the two these two yeah, yeah. you know there's a hundred thousand children currently in care or care leavers in england scotland wales and Northern Ireland, 100,000. So there's loads of you. So even when you leave care, there's a massive big community of people around you. But, and I think you hold on to these friends because they're like your family, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So have you got any advice to other young people who might be listening to this? If they get a chance to go on a residential, what would you say? Do it, it's really fun and just be brave. Uh, if you're a young person and you're listening to this podcast and you would really like to go in a residential, then it would be really fun. All right, so you've been listening to the Five Rivers Childcare Family podcast series, Care to Listen. For any more information, please contact us on participation at five-rivers.org. Thanks for listening. Original soundtrack, Proud to Be Me, written, produced and recorded by the Five Rivers Young Creators.